0: Light of infinite. In these Parshiot prior to Pesach, we continued discussing the intricacies of the temple sacrifices and touch on Chomets, leavened bread. Learning the Parshiot, we could draw connections between the weekly portion from Leviticus and the larger Jewish story of moving from spiritual constriction into spiritual freedom, from suffic doubt into salvation, the mindset of redemption. We read how Hashem provides the instructions for the priestly meal offering, sacrifices that did not involve animals. Moshe is told that the meal offering shall not be baked leaven. I have presented it as their share from my fire offering. In Exodus, when Hashem gives the commandment of Pesach, it's written, No leaven chametz shall be found in your house for seven days. For whoever eats what is chametz, that person shall be cut off from the community of Israel, whether he is a stranger or a citizen of the country. Chametz literally means leavening, that which causes bread to rise. Chazal teach us that this chametz represents arrogance and the evil inclination, the yetzer Hara. In Talmud Bracha, the Yitzhar is depicted as the yeast in the dough, puffing up a person's pride. The Talmud explains that the portion of the meal offering eaten by the priest, the Kohen, is not allowed to be offered on the altar of the Mizbeach. A priest is dependent on divine gifts for their bread, so they cannot succumb to haughtiness or arrogance. But we, we have to work for our bread, as it's written with the sweat of their brow after Adam's sin. The more wealth they accumulate, the more the evil inclination manifests in the form of ego, haughtiness, and arrogance. I Nachman mean, of Breslev talks about Ta'avat Mamon, the lust for money, explaining that it is the most apparent in a person who makes it his life's mission to amass greater wealth. Lacking emunah, faith in Hashem, he instead puts it in his trust, bitachon, in money, mistakenly believing that the more he has, the more secure and fulfilling his life is going to be, and that he is in complete control of his destiny. We are prohibited from consuming chametz on the seven days of Pesach, we are also obligated to search our homes in preparation for the holiday, Collecting any leftover scraps and crumbs of Chametz that might be hidden, and then to ritually burn them before Pesach begins. This process is called Biur. The ritual primes us to spend Pesach ridding ourselves of our spiritual Chametz, our arrogance and pride. It's important to face ourselves honestly as we do this, and like the practice of Biur, there comes a time to let our egos burn, to not let them hold us back any longer so that we can strengthen our Emunah and connect to something higher than ourselves. The Yihiratzon that we recite after burning the chametz reads, Just as I have eliminated the chametz from my home and from all I possess, may it be desirable before you, the Holy One who brings being into being, God to me and God to my fathers, to rid me of the evil inclination. May I be privileged enough to have that urge burnt from the depths of my heart until it is no more than smoke. And so too may you, like the very wind of destruction, rid by fire all wickedness from the land. And so the search, bidikat, for chametz may not be done by sunlight or moonlight, and is only valid by the light of a candle. It's the same with the search within our own Yitzharah, it can only be done with the light of the neshama, the soul, which is called ner, candle, as it says in Proverbs. The candle of Hashem is the soul of man, which searches the chambers of one's inner being. Matzah, the central symbol for Pesach, is the antithesis of chametz. It's known as Lechem Oni, the bread of poverty and affliction. Matzah signifies the humility that comes with poverty, and so the mitzvah to eat the matzah can only truly be fulfilled if it's eaten with humility. The matzah that the Israelites ate in Egypt was Lechem Oni, and so too, the matzah that we eat on Pesach reminds us to be humble, to bitul hayesh, to negate and nullify all traces of ego and self-centeredness, to transcend the illusion of self. It's no coincidence that matzah and chametz are both composed of the same letters in Hebrew. The only difference is that matzah is spelled with a he, and chametz with a chet. We see that the letter Chet is completely closed from three sides, symbolizing that sin crouches at the entrance, while the letter He has an opening on top, which means there is always an opening above indicating the possibility to return to the light. As our sages say, open for me as little as the eye of a needle, and I will open for you like the entrance of a hall. Rabbi Nachman teaches that each and every person, even the most wicked, must find the one good point in themselves, and that one good point, however small, can bring them to the merit of goodness itself. As we see in Tama just one single thought of self-improvement can change someone from a wicked person into a righteous person. In the famous four questions that we recite as part of the Pesach Haggadah, we ask if on all other nights we are allowed to eat chametz and matzah, why during this time do we only eat matzah? Later in the Haggadah we are given the answer, because the dough of our fathers did not have time to become leaven before the king of the king of kings, the holy one, blessed be he, revealed himself to them and redeemed them. Here we see that matzah is a form of heavenly bread and that at this time, we partake from his bread at his table, as we relive the story of Exodus, of our redemption from restriction and concealment in Egypt, revelation and freedom from Hashem's light. We all know the story of Adam eating from the forbidden fruit of the tree of knowledge etzadat. The gematria of chametz and Seor leavening is 639, the same gematria of Eitzadat. On a mystical level, the fruit that Adam was restricted from eating was leavened bread. That was humility's first taste of godlessness, and the birth of our impaired awareness and evil inclination. Matzah, in contrast, is the unleavened bread that symbolizes the perfection and redemption of Da'at, using our knowledge and awareness to remember and honor that Hashem is all. As it's written in the Maran, we reach Hashem only through the intimate knowledge, with experience, with heart, and with emotion. During Pesach, we retell the story of Egypt to relive it as if we too are being freed, and to remember that we too were once strangers in a strange land. And though we retell the story of our enslavement, we also remember the importance of not enslaving the stranger, the other, and perhaps most importantly, not becoming enslaved to ourselves. As it's written, do not hate the Edomite, because he is your brother. Do not hate an Egyptian, because you were strangers in his land. The verse emphasizes that we should not even hate our enemy, even those that enslaved us, because the only way to be truly free is to be free from hate. As Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs writes, they continued to hate their erstwhile enemies, Moses would have taken the Israelites out of Egypt, but he would not have taken Egypt out of the Israelites. Mentally, they would still be there, slaves to the past. They would still be in chains, not of metal, but of the mind. And chains of the mind are the most constricting of all. French dramatist once wrote, Tragedy is clean, it is restful, it is flawless. In a tragedy, nothing is in doubt, and everyone's destiny is known. That makes for tranquility. Tragedy is restful, and the reason is that hope, that foul deceitful thing, has no part in it. There isn't any hope. Pesach celebrates the Jews leaving their tragic circumstances in Egypt and the hope that redemption and salvation brought into the Promised Land. We end the Haggadah in hope, in prayer, in unison with the words next year in Jerusalem. As Shirebo in his song, "The Neshuv Baita sings, The time has come to wake up, to leave everything, to overcome, and to return home. This is only a few snippets from the Dvar. To really jump into the powerful and personal opportunity for transformation, please read it in full at lightofinfinite.com. Chag kasher v'slemeach.